Welcome to FraserCast, a place where we discuss all things autism, mental health, and special needs. I'm your host, Dave Fettig. Today's podcast is sponsored by UCARE. UCARE is here for you during this challenging time. As an independent, nonprofit health plan company, UCARE's team of decomplicators can simplify Medicaid, Medicare, special needs, and individual and family plans for you. UCARE is for the people, all the people, no matter your income or level of needs. Today we will be talking to Eric Jensen on how to manage your stress as a parent or caregiver. Eric Jensen holds a PhD and is a licensed clinical psychologist with over 20 years of experience in the mental health field, working with children, teens, parents, and caregivers. He is the Senior Director of Mental Health at Fraser and has extensive background in research and clinical practice focused on trauma, stress, and anxiety. We also want to acknowledge that May is Mental Health Awareness Month. On that note, Fraser has established a hope line for anyone who might need support during these often trying times. This is a free service for everyone, not just clients of Fraser. Please call 612-446-HOPE. That's 612-446-4673 from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Central Time, Monday through Friday, and Frazier will be there for you. Welcome, Eric. Welcome. Great to be here. Thank you. Great. Nice to have you on FraserCast. So parenting is stressful under any circumstances for almost anyone, let's face it. Uh, but let's talk about how those stressors may be magnified or enhanced, if you will, at a time like this, and especially for parents with special needs. Children. Absolutely. Yeah, we um, we know at Fraser we work with just a lot of different families who experience a wide variety of stressors. Um, and like you said, I mean, I think we are seeing things magnified. We pre-pandemic working with a lot of families who maybe have financial or housing instability, and so I think we're seeing those stressors magnified like you said we are also work with a lot of you know parents who are raising a child with special needs and so with uh changes to what child care education looks like they're oftentimes spending a lot more time at home with their caregiver and you know the caregivers are experiencing those levels of stress or they're maybe not having the support that they once had during the daytime and then balancing that with working from home is is a huge stressor that parents are experiencing um, and I think we know that stressors also can really layer upon each other. So with COVID-19, we're all impacted by the ongoing stressors, but really the way that it um, impacts each caregiver is very different and everyone's situation is so unique. So what we're really fortunate as at Fraser and as a provider, we're able in our clinical work to really sit down and understand you know, what those stressors are, how they've maybe been magnified how it's impacting the caregiver and kids and families and work uh, closely with them to develop a plan to alleviate those um, pain points, even in these incredibly challenging times. Yeah. So I think parents often think, as I mentioned earlier, you know, parenting is stressful and they're focused on so many other things, as you nicely described. Maybe it's the bills, it's the job, it's the kids, it's other family, whatever the case might be. And they don't think about how it's impacting themselves so much. They're always thinking about others and how their, their responsibilities. So, but why is it important for parents to think about themselves in terms of the amount of stress they're facing and the effects that it has on them and, and others in the family? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think for anybody, parents or others, you know, managing our stress is, uh, 
really what keep, what keeps us going on a day-to-day basis. And I think parents specifically, we are always um, teaching our kids. So in order, you know, in a lot of the work, we see kids who are stressed out or we see kids who are having challenges and so important for parents to be able to manage their stress before they can even deal with the stresses or challenges that their kids are experiencing. And I think the first step to doing that is really noticing how it's manifesting in ourselves. And I think that's a real challenge within and of itself is to understand what that might look like. Um, and so I think we, we want to um, support parents in under, you know, understanding what that can look like in themselves. So Eric, you mentioned that parents need to be self-aware, but, but, but how, how can we do that as parents? Um, when, you're, when you're caught up in the daily maelstrom of life, to be able to check ourselves and find out how we're doing. How, how do we do that? Yeah, I mean, I think in some ways, you know, just that uh, having that structure and routine or even setting up times within our day to take a break, check in with ourselves, check in with our body. A lot of times, you know, many times stress is mad- manifested in our body. So almost doing a body scan to see how we're feeling, really taking time to reflect on what kind of thoughts are going through our heads those type of things I think are really important. And then I think just making time each and every day to take care of ourselves is incredibly important. Even if it's really hard for us to acknowledge how stressed we are in the moment, I think really building in those self-care pieces throughout the day is incredibly important and probably even more so during these, um, these times and as life has changed for all of us in various ways. That's a great tip. And, and you mentioned some things, you know, we should like do a, a full a body scan, if you will. Describe for me what you mean by that. That might, that's, might be a new idea for a lot of people, including me. Yeah. Well, I think we know that the stress, you know, the stress response, you know, we have the human stress response is really developed as a coping and survival strategy, but we also know that stress can um, change the way that we feel in our body. So, a lot of people describe, I'm feeling really stressed out. I might have a lot of muscle tension, um, tension in my neck and back area. Some people can experience stress in their stomach. So stomach aches, body pains, headaches, fatigue. So I think just even taking some time to yourself to be aware of that and to get more attuned to how your body is feeling can be really helpful. And that's kind of what I mean by um, that body scan. Also, I think sometimes it's hard to notice, but we might notice ourselves really having a short fuse of anger or what we call low frustration tolerance. And um, to be aware that when we're, you know, that when we're stressed, it's very easy for, um, you know, for us to become overwhelmed and to not, you know, be able to maybe be our best selves when it comes to uh, managing frustration. And we're just dealing with a lot of different stress. So it's hard for us to allocate all of the resources perfectly during this time. It's okay to be um, imperfect during these challenging and stressful times. Good to know. But you mentioned low frustration tolerance um, or anger, if you will. Uh, yes. It, it, and, and, a, and a parent could get caught up in that and not always recognize that, you know, maybe they're having a bad day or bad stretch or whatever the case might be. But the children certainly know. Uh, yes. So do you work with children? also in, in this regard and um, uh, how do you help children deal with the stress that's building in families? 
Yeah, I think we, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of a, it's, it's a bit of a combo. We really, um, as much as possible, want to work with the whole family system. So engaging, you know, the parents in that process. And as a parent myself, um, and like we've talked about before, it's hard to always identify the stress or identify how our behaviors, I'm a parent myself, I'm a, mm-hmm. a five and a seven-year-old, how our behaviors may be impacting our kids. But I do think as much as possible, so helpful to start with the parents or caregiver and helping them maybe um, acknowledge or identify that or really bringing the parent in to be part of the solution. I think when we're working individually with kids, um, what we would like to do is really normalize feelings and experiences. And so I think in, by normalizing, just making a normal part of conversation to, to know that um, these are more stressful times. Your parents may be feeling those stressors. We help them identify a whole range of emotions in themselves and also help them understand what that might look like in their parents um, as well so that they can identify that. I think we really want to help teach parents and caregivers to be um, role models in that we are teachers probably more formally now than we ever have been with distance learning, but teaching them how to label their emotions to their kids and explain what's going on for them. I think that that can be really helpful for kids uh, to have more transparency about what's going on with their parents and make that a normal experience. When you talk about parents and caregivers uh, changing their behavior and, and we, we, describe these ideas in sort of an abstract way, but but in a real way. But but can you tell us maybe a story about how this would work? It doesn't have to be something, an anecdote from real life, but how this may, this model of caregiving for parents in stress would come into play and how it actually could change behavior. What have you seen? You know, more recently, I have the opportunity to work with um, a caregiver of a a teenager, which happened to be the grandma of a teenager. And so, Raising a teenager, no matter who you are, is uh, uh, can be can be a challenge. So I've heard I haven't I haven't been there yet, but uh, um, one of the things that we were kind of noticing in doing family therapy and really working closely with with both of them was uh, just this cycle where when when she got stressed, um, some of her ways of responding to him um, would trigger him, and you'd see this sort of escalation and behavior on both of their ends and at the end um, for both of them you know neither of them felt felt good about that at all so I think in our work together we're really able to acknowledge some of those triggers identify some of the ways that she was responding in those relationships and then we didn't have to make any huge changes but just even some subtle tweaks sometimes it just meant stepping outside of 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 their house and, and taking a little break and coming back when when feeling more calm or a different language that she used really made all the world of difference. Um, but it did take a you know it did take a little while to identify what those triggers were, what it what it looked like and how that could look different. But I think that was a great um, success and has really improved their relationship and um, offered them just some different ways of being with with each other that I think feel better for both of them. Excellent. Thank you. Great story. So Eric, yeah. we're in the middle of a very strange time here where for a number of weeks and maybe for a number of weeks going, um, as, many, as many people as possible are going to be staying away from each other. 
Uh, and that's a challenging time for people to maintain their support relationships, especially if they're facing various stresses. So how do people confront this new world um, with social distancing in terms of the stresses they're facing? Yeah, I think it's, it's, it is an incredibly challenging time and really hard um, for that. I think humans, we crave that social connection and, and closeness. So I think whatever people can do to find alternatives to, to get that, those needs met, I know a lot of people are doing Zoom chats with their families and you see some really great moments there, um, picking up the phone and calling people, texting, engaging in meaningful ways on other platforms can be really helpful. Going really old school and maybe writing a letter or um, articulate things in writing can be a, uh, a way that people used to always do it back in the day, maybe not so much now, but I think whatever we can do to maintain those connections is so important. And we know that that um, mitigates a lot of the uh, impacts that um, stress and distress can create. So so important for us to stay connected during these challenging times in whatever way we can. So on that note, what can Fraser do and what is Fraser doing to help people stay connected? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think we've moved a lot of our what we call outpatient services, so individual and family therapy to telehealth so that we can maintain those um, connections with families. Um, it's been different, but I think there's been some nice benefits as well because we're able to work with um, families in their home environment. And so that's created some kind of unique therapeutic opportunities where we're able to um, see what that's like and maybe intervene in the moment of some stressful times. We've continued to, uh, you know, offer and continue to provide some of our services in clinic. And we're really regrowing that. We know some of our more intensive services for young kids are um, slowly coming back, like our day treatment and ABA services. So I think that's another area, you know, and another service that we're providing to maintain those connections and provide that support to those kids in those families. Also, we've um, more recently created the Fraser Hope Line, which is a free um, resource to the community where they can call um, Monday through Friday during kind of regular business hours and talk to a mental health professional and um, share some of their concerns and get that that level of support and those professionals will connect them with resources and potential referrals whether it's within Fraser or in the community to support um, their stressors or mental health needs of um, their their kids or maybe mental health needs they have as well. Great. We're going to remind our listeners of the Hope Line at the end of our conversation here. But since you mentioned it, I'm going to give that number once again. It's 612-446-HOPE, 612-446-4673. Beyond Frazier, who else can parents reach out to? Uh, I I think sometimes we maybe don't realize how deep and maybe helpful our, our network of connections is in society, right? So any tips for people? Just you know, managing day to day life. Um, of course, you can always reach out to the Frasers and other sorts of organizations. But there's there's other ways we can manage things. Absolutely, I think um, just being really intentional about. I think even just thinking in, about who's in your so you know social network, who you want, who are great sources of support, who um, who maybe you want to connect with and make sure they're feeling supported as well. I think certainly being supported by others is incredibly helpful. But as a helper 
helping others can be um, incredibly gratifying and actually can help reduce our own stressors as well. So I think, you know, thinking about who you want to connect with and being intentional about making those connections. If you're a planner, maybe really outlining what that might look like on a day-to-day basis because life can get um, hectic and crazy and busy and uh, sometimes we can lose sight or overlook that reaching out. So I think really making that a purposeful endeavor is incredibly important. Well, great. Thank you, Eric. And thank you for taking the time to join us today. You're welcome. Thank you. I'm sure there are many parents out there who will benefit from your advice. And I also want to thank our sponsor, UCARE. UCARE is here for you and you need them. For more information, visit ucare.org. And finally, the promised reminder about Fraser's Hope Line, a free service for anyone who needs consultation about themselves or a member of their family. Please call 612-446-HOPE. That's 612-446-4673 from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Central Time, Monday through Friday, and Fraser will be there for you. Thank you once again for listening to FraserCast. I am your host, Dave Fedig. As always, take care of yourself, stay safe, and be well.